Hello, I'm Ramey. This is Dakota. And this is Leveling Duo. We're going to talk about Pokemon today, I guess. It's one of the games we really enjoyed as we grew up. Yeah, I think there's a pretty big audience out there. Everyone can agree with that. Young and old nowadays. That's played Pokemon for years. Some are new to the game. Me, I'm part of the generation. My first game was the yellow version on Game Boy Color back in the day. Mine was red. So I guess, was it 96? A little bit after? Uh, something like that, I think, uh, is whenever the games came out. I was kind of like late to it, though. Like, it wasn't until, I think, the early 2000s, I'm not exactly sure what year, that I really kind of like got into playing the games and just kind of like progressed through the series kind of quickly the first couple of generations. Oh, well, I was the same way. I played it. It wasn't, I never actually complete any of it until... I'd say early 2000s as well, like 2001, and then I started playing, I guess it was a Crystal? Yeah, it had to be Crystal. No, I did like the Crystal version, which I mean, I played pretty much about all the versions, like Red, Yellow, Blue, then there was a Gold and Silver Crystal, that was part of the second generation, and there was Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald was the third generation. Those are my favorite generations still. Uh, they were pretty cool. Uh, they introduced a lot of newer concepts, like the ability to run, move yeah. faster. <laughs> yes, you get to run in shoes. But after that, though, just kind of like with life, sometimes, I, and plus two, I kind of lost interest with kind of the look with some of the Pokemon games. Like, I wasn't big on the DS series of games. I, I bought a DS to play black and white, mm-hmm. and I never finished them. I don't know. Like, I mean, I'm not hating on the game specifically because, I mean, like, they're good games. It's just me. I don't know. Just don't really care too much for the art style and just never really got interested enough to, you know, invest in buying a DS and buying the games to play them. After I fell off there, I got back in on the 3DS. It was Mm a X and Y and then I skipped Sun and Moon and got Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. And I finished those, and they're they're I think they're like a close second in my favorites. A lot of people's least favorite ones are more of my favorite ones. Now, I do remember back in the day though, with especially on the Game Boy Color, if you wanted to like trade or battle, you had to have a link cable. I found my link cable the other day down at my old house. Oh hell yeah, yeah. Stuff like that for me has kind of been lost to the abyss. You know, moving around a lot. Plus, I wasn't exactly the best on a game of electronics. Uh, Back then? I was. I mean, you've seen, I have all my original games in a drawer. Mm. <laughs> I don't know, it was just a experience back then. It was pretty popular in school. Uh, a lot of people played the game, but I wasn't like a super fan with it. One thing I really liked about the series was uh, like the different descriptions you got with each Pokemon. And kind of like how like the overall like kind of lore and, I don't know, just kind of like culture where that world was with all the different creatures. Like, if you really sit down and think about it, some of it was terrifying, and some of it was, like, that was, like, in the real world. I don't know. We would, I think we would try to exterminate some of them, especially the ghost types, if we could possibly get rid of them, because they they literally, most of them, just suck your soul out, or a child's soul, or they're real finicky. What was it, Litwick? It'll it'll slowly drain your energy until you die. I think the new, one of the newer, um, was it Gravehound? Graveyard? Gravy? The dog Pokemon? It'll do the same thing. It'll suck your soul out pretty much over time. Seems to be the common theme anymore. Uh, like the OG uh, Ghost Pokemon was Ghastly, Haunter, and Gengar. Those are probably my favorite ghost types. Which their whole thing wasn't like eating your soul. It was just pretty much giving you nightmares. Nightmares and a prank. Yeah. 
They were pranksters. Gengars are known for their pranks, I do believe. Well, for the TV show, anyway. Yeah. I don't think so much necessarily, like, from their uh, original Pokedex descriptions, but... No, I was late to the TV show, but I loved it once I got into it. I've watched all of them. I don't think we ever actually played together. Uh, I think there was, like, times, like, back in school where, like, we were both playing the game, but just... It, back then, like, if you didn't have the same class and you didn't ride the school bus, you'd hardly see anybody. Yeah. Which, there just wasn't many uh, players around me, other than, like, my little brother, which we did a lot of trading and battling back and forth, and so that was pretty much, like, one of our big rivalries back in the day. My sister would play, but she wouldn't battle or anything. Mm-hmm. And when I moved, my friend Daryl... He would battle me and everything like that. It was pretty fun. Mm. But I was in my early teens then. Now, I remember kind of like the next big thing in the Pokemon series that came out that I was really big into was the Pokemon Stadium for the N64. Kind of like the first like 3D representation of the Pokemon past, you know, just 2D pixel art. I liked Stadium. I played it a whole lot. But my real love was for Pokemon Snap. Now, I especially uh, the original Pokemon Snap, not the newest one that, re- that was released on Switch, which both excellent games, yes. especially if you're into Pokemon. But with the original one, I remember renting that one a lot from the local grocery store video game movie rental place. And I, I played it so much that I kind of like had the entire game memorized. I could, like, speed run it. I played it a whole lot. And we eventually just bought hours from the game store Mm -hmm. or the rental store because that's exactly how I played it, too. And then I played it and played it and played it. And I let my sister take it to play it. And I never seen it again. (laughs) Gotta love siblings sometimes. They don't always bring everything back. (laughs) Uh, You you can play it on the Switch now, I guess, if you have Mm. the online membership. I believe you can, but I'm not. 100% 100% for sure. I, I think you can. I bought it and didn't play the newest one because I sat and I told her I'd bought the new one. And so she came up to play it and she played it in its entirety for like four days straight. So I seen from beginning to end over and over and over all those tracks. Mm. And it was exciting. But now when I sit down to play it myself, I just can't anymore. I can't do it because I've seen so much of it. <laughs> I mean, I definitely understand that the burnout. They can come from some of the older games because, like, you know, a lot of it was replay value I to mean, an extent. E- even newer ones like that. Yeah. It's a track. I mean, you're on a, on a rail. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's very uh, linear, very railroady. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally. I don't know. That, that's always been the, the Pokemon formula, though. Uh, it's only been with, like, the last, I think it was... Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. I like Sword and uh, Shield. Yeah. The first, like, kind of like concept of like more of an open world. The wild area. Yeah. Which, love that. As far as an addition to the series, I thought it was something that was probably needed. Well past due, in my opinion. Yeah. But I mean, like, still, Pokemon is still Pokemon. I'll play the new ones, even though I'll admit that Violet and Scarlet have their halls. Mm. Um, I'll, I've played them. I'm still playing them. And I loved Sword and Shield. Now, what was it? Arceus? Mm-hmm. I didn't finish it, but uh, I watched some people finish it, which is probably why. Yeah, sometimes uh, watching a Let's Play here and there can not so much ruin, but kind of spoil your own initiative and drive to finish a game, especially if you're a very story-driven I person, am, Yeah, uh, which I know the feeling I am too. But I have played it pretty much through, I'd say, probably about 70% of the way. Just start getting a little bit burnout, so put it away play something else. Just haven't went back to it recently. 
I mean, that's what I've done. I've never went back. I think about it. Now, I did play Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu and Eevee. Mm. I like those okay. I didn't like the new catching mechanic in them. Yeah, I didn't care much for the catching mechanic, which I know was kind of paired with the whole concept of Pokemon Go. Yeah. But... And I never got into that one. That's the only one I didn't really jump into uh, at all. Played it for a little bit. I still have it on my phone every once in a while. And if I'm really, really bored, I'll boot it up. But it's not something that I try to actively play myself anymore. I know my sister and you and Zach and all of them would mm-hmm. go and travel about Bristol and places to collecting Pokemon. Yeah, which I mean, that was back when it very first launched. And like, I mean, like everybody had Pokemon. They had to go out and make news campaigns about walking blindly off of cliffs and stuff to get a Pokemon. Yeah, which, as bad as I hate to say it, I mean, you really just need to pay attention to where you're going. Like, it's like the world is more than just the screen that's in front of you. And you always have to make sure that you stay aware of that. You know, it, it's all fine well to, like, focus in on what you're doing, but only if you're, like, in a safe space, like, you know, like in bed or in, at least in your house or something like that, not walking out in the woods or yeah. a busy city street, because that's how accidents can and will happen. One of the news broadcasts had covered a church. One church was having an issue of people walking in to collect a Pokemon, and another church nearby was welcoming them. Mm. in because they wouldn't be on the streets doing it if they were in the church catching them it's just different points of view for different people to some extent like anything can be turned around into a crime of opportunity is probably the best way to put it yeah but as they say it people using the context of playing a game to do something that they shouldn't be doing which you know definitely do not recommend don't trespass don't break in nowhere (laughs) no no the pokemon isn't worth it and you know again safety warning Pay attention to your surroundings. Try to, at least. Yeah. Well, you know, make some sort of attempt. I've never seen someone blindly walk into something like you do on TV all the time or walk off of something. Or I can see how you do it. Speaking from someone that has, I mean, it can just happen. You know, like you're just not paying attention. You're not aware. Uh, sometimes you, at one point, were aware. And then, like, you get distracted. And all of a sudden, like, that little piece of information is just no longer there in the brain. Yeah. When it comes to Pokemon, though, like, I can understand becoming, like, really hyper-focused into the game. Especially, you know, if you're a a fan of the series. Mm -hmm. But still, it's a game. Make sure you pay attention to the real world. Not worth your life. Exactly. What was the last Pokemon game you played on, like, you skipped the whole DS generation, didn't you? Like, 2DS and DS. Or Mm -hmm. 3DS. Yeah, X and Y was okay. A lot of people didn't like Sun and Moon or Ultra Sun and Moon. And I thought it was nice. It was a nice change. Some of the old Pokemon had changed. You know, like mm-hmm. Executor became a proper tall dragon type. and and <laughs> Makes total sense. Yeah. And a lot of the people fell off the anime when that mm-hmm. happened too because they changed the art style. And I didn't like it, but I do like the story better. It's got, a, in my opinion, a better story than some of the older ones. Well, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of this, like a good story. But I did kind of like fall away from the series because like my favorite was personally like back in the day was Johto. Like that's always been my favorite region too. And that's like the gold and silver and crystal generation of games. I don't know. It was just kind of like I liked the expansion with the art style. Not to mention like the addition of the second generation of Pokemon back in the day. I just overall really enjoyed them. What was your favorite second generation Pokemon? Uh, Ho-Oh. Ho-Oh. I'm pretty sure Hoot Hoot was in that group and I liked Hoot Hoot. Now, like, now that's like a, a, like, he's top tier, too, which, I mean, I just, I like 
Owls are pretty cool. Hootoot is a, uh, plus he's just kind of fun to say. Yeah. Hootoot. We had an owl that lived in a house for a long time, and I called it. Of course you did. Jeremy Hoot. <laughs> <laughs> After Jeremy Clarkson and Hoot Hoot. And then uh, its evolution was Noctowl, which yeah. was uh, fairly, you know, decent. It looked too much like an owl. At least Hoot Hoot was kind of a ball, like a little whippoorwill or screech owl. Well, I mean, like Pokemon are supposed to be, you know, just animals, I guess, in a sense. I mean, like they're pocket monsters, as the names originally, you know, like coined in Japan, but... And shortened to Pokemon. Yeah. But still, they're inherently just living creatures from that universe. It became such a thing that they made a South Park episode about it called Chim Pokemon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think the Japanese were trying to conquer America with Chim Pokemon. really remembering the episode that you're talking about, and I was like, yeah, this is just a, a stab at Pokemon. I don't you know. Get, you get to control the children, you control America. I can't believe you never played Sun or Moon. I don't know. I pretty much went from Emerald to Shield. Oh, that's a big leap. Yes. And no. I, under, I understand that. Again, not really trying to hate, just at that point in time, like with those bands of games, I just, they weren't really interesting enough for me at the time. I guess maybe I just kind of like fallen out of, I didn't hate Pokemon by any means, but I just kind of like kind of fell out of wanting to play. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Like, I'd really burned myself out pretty bad with the uh, earlier games, just playing them over and over and over again. And, you know, like, I'm all for, like, a new game, but, like, unless it's, if it's the same game, just reskinned, I was just like, nah. That's why I'm happy to see them change it up. I didn't play any of the little puzzle games or, was it Pikachu Dungeon, Pokemon Dungeon? Mm -hmm. I didn't play any of that. I played Pokemon Pinball. I didn't even do that. I never touched another game if it wasn't the main Stream. I guess Arceus isn't technically a mainstream mm. Pokemon game, but I never touched anything that wasn't like Snap or Stadium or the, uh, something named after a stone or. Well, there were Smash <laughs> Brothers. I only played Smash Bros. long enough to realize I didn't like Smash Brothers, so <laughs> I'm not a big fighting game guy. Street Fighter mm. and all that just ain't just ain't going to be. I watched a lot of people play it. I had some friends in high school who really liked Smash on the Wii, and so I watched them play it a lot. And but I couldn't get them to play Pokemon games, so. And I just wasn't a a Wii fan back in the day. Like, like for the for the Wii uh, fans out there, like like nothing against y'all, but it just wasn't the console for me. There was just something about it. I just didn't like the the way it played. I didn't really care much for motion controls, which I mean I know with the you know use of a controller that works too. It just I don't know. Like the few times I ever tried to play the Wii, just did not have fun. I was a GameCube. I like, I like my GameCube, but I, bu- I bought a Wii from a scalper, played Resident Evil 4 on it as well, just mm. so I could use the Joy-Cons to give, or whatever, give it a shot. Not Joy-Cons, uh, Nunchucks, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I bought Smash, and then I gave the Wii to the people I was watching play it so much because I realized they enjoyed it. And so I gave my Wii away. I also gave a PlayStation away. Mm. Uh, if I didn't like something, I just wouldn't keep it, and I didn't try to sell nothing back then so yeah you've pretty much always been like that just you're just like hey i don't want this anymore do you want it yeah and if it's something that's really expensive and i think i can sell it Mm -hmm. i would try it like i might sell consoles now but back in my high school days i just give it away if i know you well enough i'll give you something if i think you'll use it you've always been a pretty generous man (laughs) well thank you Um, well i mean like you're you know good to your friends good to your family man like him always considered you a pretty cool guy so it's one of the reasons why we're sitting here having a podcast 
But with the uh, Pokemon, though, like if I had to pick a favorite Pokemon game so far out of all the different ones that I've played, I would have to say the one that I've most enjoyed playing so far has been Arceus. Did you really like Arceus that much? Is it just well, the story or it's got more story than any other, I think? I think that's what it like part of it, because, I mean, I did really enjoy like the whole concept with the story. Uh, it was a little bit more darker toned, more mature toned and everything compared to like earlier versions of Pokemon. I mean, spoilers, but, you were exiled to die. Well, they just said that it was easy to die out in the wilderness yeah. <laughs> without support, which is very true. <laughs> and you had the, no support. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I guess it was just because it was such a fresh take on the formula to where it was like, I remember seeing a meme about it. Like, it was kind of like the concept of like, uh, in present day, like you, uh, the Pokemon was in the grass and you were walking toward the grass. Mm-hmm. But in uh, Arceus in ancient times, which is supposed to, spoilers, supposed to take place in like the, you know, far past of present day Pokemon games. Ancient Sinnoh, I believe. Yep. And uh, with the reverse on the the concept of basically the Pokemon are hiding from you rather than you hiding from the Pokemon. Uh, you're hiding from the Pokemon in this game, aren't you? Well, like they can like actively like attack you and stuff if they're more aggressive. But, like, for those that have played the game, they understand what I'm talking about, that basically, like, you just you just pitch Pokeballs like there's no tomorrow. You also make them. Yes. But you, which I love that feature. Yeah, I do too. Acorns. Isn't that what it was? Mm-hmm. <laughs> which, for uh, people that played uh, the second generation games, will remember that that same concept was made into that game. Because there was different kinds of... Uh, they were like an acorn-looking item. And you would take them to a craftsman that would turn them into a Pokeball. And different colored ones had different effects into what kind of Pokeball that they were given. See, I never, I can't remember that part. Of course, it's been a long time since I played mm-hmm. those games. So, like, when I saw that concept in Arceus, I was just like, well, that's pretty cool. They kind of brought that concept back a little bit. I, I enjoyed... Playing it. I would still have enjoyed playing it if I hadn't watched them play it. Somebody else play it. Um, I like the de-evolution of certain Pokemon. I especially mm. like Rowlet, the starter. Yes. It's one of my favorite Pokemon in general. They And Cyndaquil had a nice new evolutionary chain. Now, I did. Now, you, I, I chose Cyndaquil. Yeah, I remember. I was there. And you were, you were like, what's happened when it finally evolved? <laughs> and I said, they it's it's old. They've changed it back to what they used to be or whatever the way you want to look at it. I was like, oh, he's a coast fire type. Yeah. And my, my Rowlet turned into a, uh, a fighting type. Yeah, that's right. Because the original is a ghost type. Yeah. So I had a samurai looking owl in the end. Spoilers, I guess. And I had like a kind of drunk or stoned looking Typhlosion. With big purple. Flames. Ghostly yeah. flames. Was there like little orbs like uh, like you would get on a, see on a, uh, a monk kind of? Yeah, kind of like a traditional pop culture portrayed Chinese monk, I guess, with the big like prayer beads. The giant looking things. Yeah. That's kind of like what he looks like with, uh, but it's like purple orbs of flame. That gonna go all around his neck, which I mean, very cool design. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that's kind of maybe the concept they were going for. Not one hundred percent for sure. I'm, I'm not sure, but it, I got a monkly feel, and I guess a monk and spirits being a ghost type would make sense. Well, the entire like setting is supposed to be like a feudal Japan esque, mm-hmm. you know, kind of time period and culture. You're, so, and it's an expeditionary force, is what it is. You're. Mm-hmm. you're they're exploring a new area, and this new concept of maybe we could work alongside and capture these Pokemon has popped up. 
Yeah, because at that point, it was pretty much kind of like a... They will murder you. A you versus them. It was kind of like you were just trying to survive, not so much capture and battle Pokemon. Like, the, the concept of Pokemon battles was something that only, like, extremely reckless people pursued in this mm-hmm. time period. Yeah. They added a few extra evolutions onto things as well, mm-hmm. not just changed them up. You have the same evolutionary tiers, but then you get a new evolution at the end sometimes. Like, I was uh, really happy with Scyther getting the... Different evolutionary branch. Cleavor? Was that what it was called? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Big old scary thing. I like that game okay, but I really like, what was it, Um, Sword and Shield. That mm. that one was pretty good, just because of the, I like the theme of the whole Industrial Revolution Britain thing, I guess. Certain cities have. And, and poor Hop. He was the most useless rival I oh think I've goodness. ever seen in a game. Everybody felt so bad for him. Um, Many a true nerd bringing that story stream up again he was playing mm-hmm. it john was and he keeps saying whenever they would rely on hop to take care of one of these legendary pokemon that go wild or something and then he'd send hop to take care of one and you take care of the other and uh, john's like um, what was it he would say he's like oh no not hop well we'll have to handle that here in a minute when we're done with mine because mm-hmm. he would know that hop was just not going to succeed succeed unfortunately was, yeah oh what do you think about ash's new companion well now ash is gone spoilers ash is gone he's retired but he had a companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, did you watch any of that to get a feel for him? I have not. Oh, he's okay. Go. His name is Go. Oh, yeah, Go. Like, I know you're talking about uh, with Go. Like, like he's extremely lucky when it comes to finding rare Pokemon. Yeah. And catching them. Yes, he, he he's caught. Just like, he's like, Go Pokeball. He caught Suicune. And I sent a picture to a friend of ours. It's like, look who somebody, look what somebody just caught on Pokemon. <laughs> It finally in the series, and Ash had the best team he ever had, in my opinion, in this series. Mm. He got a Gengar. He got a Dragonite. Yeah, he's got some really good Pokemon on his side. I think, like, Go was literally supposed to be kind of like a gag character that they made in concept with Pokemon Go. Oh, yes. You could just because, catch anything. <laughs> exactly. Like, he was just like, throw a Pokeball, try to catch it. He has the mentality. If that doesn't work, throw another one. He done it. He's done very well in the series. Like he would, he's probably the single customer that keeps the Pokeball factory afloat. It has to be. You never see him buy them in the show, do you? People just hand them off to people occasionally. But yeah, what do you mean? Like, I mean, they don't necessarily like show the everyday struggles of being a Pokemon trainer of having to go to the market, buy food, pay rent, and everybody for the most part survives. Call the internet just... company because the Wi-Fi is down. Oh yes, you poor thing. But everybody survives on Pokeballs. Imagine us running around in our games, surviving on nothing but standard Pokeballs. Like later on, you'll see some gym challenges where mm-hmm. the gym leader has a Pokeball that is not a normal Pokeball. It's like a great ball or something. For the most part, everybody's everything, no matter what it is, comes out of a Pokeball. How long did it take them to catch that? Well, I mean, I guess you could maybe think of it in the sense of just like how expensive they are in the economy sense. Like an Ultra Ball is 900. What is it called? In Pokemon. Pokebooks? I don't know. Well, yeah, we'll just, just for the sake of just simplicity, we'll just call them dollars. I know they're not dollars. It takes 900 units of currency. $900. Like, if you're on a budget, you're essentially, like, sacrificing almost 10, 11 Pokeballs attempts at catching a new Pokemon for the sake of buying one Pokeball that has a higher chance of catching one Pokemon. Yeah. And there's like love balls now and fastballs, repeat fast balls, balls yeah. heavy net, ball, net ball. Yeah, net ball, nest ball, level ball, timer ball. I mean, oh, another underrated character. Speaking master of ball. Yeah, the master ball, the one that 
I've, I like to watch people make mistakes and throw at useless Pokemon. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a funny one. Nice Level two Pidgey with a Master Ball. Oh my goodness, no. And on the newer games, I'm autosave, so... Yeah. Um, I cut that off. I will not do that. But one of the underrated characters in the new game, or the second newest game, third newest game, goodness, Sword and Shield came out so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, ball guy. Yeah. He's at every stadium. And he's just chilling, waiting to tell you about a Pokeball and give it to you with a little bit of encouragement. And in uh, Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, there was a cafe attached to the Pokemon centers. You can get mm-hmm. uh, your like moo milk and teas and lattes and all that stuff there. And they give you a particular benefit. And he'll tell you like a three-sentence pep talk about what this is going to do for you. Mm-hmm. And it's all worded like a barista or a bartender would do it. And then they also give you poke beans, which you can feed to your Pokemon and help them love you more so they will dodge things and get over status effects and such. Hmm. So that's kind of like similar to like the X speed and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, the, poke beans, the poke beans are um, kind of use. Not, they, all they do is feed to your Pokemon while you're cleaning them off with your little stylus on your 3DS. Oh, okay. Uh, but it makes them love you more. Like it, petting them and cleaning them and then feeding them beans that they like because there's multiple colored beans and they'll, you kind of, it's kind of a coin toss of what the barista is going to give you. Like, looking back, like, I can understand, like, why they added, like, some stuff like that to the Pokemon games, but, like, me, I was just, like, the point is catch them all and then be the number one trainer. Yeah, that's, but, that's what I... Yeah. But with, like, contests, like, the beauty pageants and stuff. I never stuff, touched it. Like, again, no hating, you know, like, that. if you like that part of the game, I say go for it. But it just, it was never something that I focused on. I never, I done maybe one or two back when I first got the the colored, but now that I'm playing it again on um, the 3DS version, the two or the DS version, uh, Ultra Ruby, I guess, Omega Ruby. I'm mm-hmm. playing Omega Ruby. I just completely skip it. I don't care one bit about the beauty pageants. My sister mm-hmm. does like them, did like them. Right. What did you think about the uh, the new Pokemon centers in the new games? Well, I mean, the essentially it's just a desk. It is. It's a it's a kiosk. Yeah, um, it's a kiosk. It's Before a, too long, it's they're not going to have like a, a person standing there. It's just going to be a machine you walk up to. Yes, they're basically just a place to quickly pick up Pokeballs now. But since you have fast travel access anywhere, it mm-hmm. really and a nice place to fast travel to, I guess. But since which you ha- uh, the new game that we're talking about, by the way, is uh, Scarlet. Scarlet and Violet, respectively. Yes, I have Scarlet. I have Violet. And we, we did try the trade once, or was it me and Mikey? I think it was you and Mikey. We never could get it to work. It was some connection issue going on. Mm-hmm. I'm still not a traitor. <laughs> <laughs> there was something about those games I was going to ask you. How did you feel about the new changed up multiple branches of adventure? How to, be, how to beat the game, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, I like the concept of it, but I don't know. Like, I'm not hating on it. I guess it's just uh, something to get used to. But I guess it's just like I'm looking at it from uh, objectively as that they just really are banking on the open world concept of just like, hey, Here's stuff that you can do, but we're not telling you what to do, like yeah. we have been doing for the last 20 years. Okay, I cheated. I'm indecisive about things. So I looked at a list, Polygon, on Polygon.com, mm-hmm. and they have it, a, like, what level should you be to do this? And then they have a list in order of what you should just do these things in around all the different branches. So mm-hmm. I'll do a gym battle. Then I'll go to the leveled version of the Team Star base. I'll yeah. go to that. And then I'll go do a Titan Pokemon challenge. And then I'm just starting the whole loop over again with the next tier up and just keep going. And that's how I've done it. And I've got now to the final tier of each one. So, oh yeah, I mean, I'm late to the game because it, I wanted them to at least fix it a little bit before I tried to get it. I had some issues. Like, yeah. 
uh, from what I saw, which, I mean, I, I didn't get the game on release, but part of the reason for that was because I had heard rumors about how buggy and glitchy it was. I mean, which, I, I didn't like it so much that I sold you mine at a great discount and eventually mm-hmm. bought my version, so... Which, since then, it's been patched and updated, and it's no it's, issues. It's no issues. I I would... It would take forever for my Pokedex or my boxes to load and so to check my Pokemon. I would just sit there and wait for them to load in so I know what I was looking at. Mm-hmm. It bugged me a lot. The visual problems, other than that, didn't kill me. Mm-hmm. I didn't have any things where I was like T-posing. I didn't have any of that. I've seen people's do it. Yeah, luckily that never happened with me. Uh, the only issue that I ever really particularly noticed was occasionally the camera would just kind of like flip around and sometimes like go into the ground or yeah. into a rock wall or something. And I'm like, it still does it. They put no uh, collision with the camera on the game. Mm-hmm. So the camera just goes wherever you want it to, even if it's under the ground, through a wall, stuff like that. I think I'll get the DLC for it. I still haven't bought it because, well, I'm not sure, but I'm going to at least beat the game. Yeah. First. And then hopefully by the time I beat the game, I'll be able to get something on discount if I'm lucky. Let's hope. Always trying to budget. Budget the best you can. (laughs) If you ever get a chance, I do recommend you play Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon. I think you would like it. And oddly enough, I think it looks better than the new one. So, Well, I'll definitely like take you up on that recommendation sometime, man. Just right now, I've got like a few games in queue. Yeah. Which, you know, not Pokemon related, but uh, one of those games is the new Diablo. I've been wanting to get my hands on it, but I I don't see any reason to buy it yet without... um, my internet being upgraded, they're bringing new internet through, and mine's so slow right now, it's not worth trying to play online. Oh, I completely understand. I recently just got my internet hooked up, and it's doing wonderfully. But also, simultaneously, there is something that has went on with my PS4, and I'm now having to essentially uh, revive it by doing a hard reset by reinstalling the software. I really think it was powered off, or something flickered in your power, or the internet flickered while it was mid-update. That's a possibility. It could just be a hard drive problem. But as a, a whole, though, like Pokemon, I guess you can say, is like one of the like big series behind Zelda. That really kind of like spurred me into like playing games in general and, you know, gave me the interest of wanting to try other games. As for me, Pokemon got me some good friends. I made some good friends over Pokemon. Well, I made a few friends, too, but uh, I definitely see that you kind of like got a little bit better into the deal as far as like how good the friends were. Mine were just kind of fair weather friends. Well, mine had its issues. And we all do. <laughs> My recommendation is if you want to play Pokemon, just start somewhere simple. If you've never played one and you get a Switch, try Pokemon Sword and Shield. In My opinion, it's the best mm. uh, intro for the newer series, like any of them. Wouldn't you agree? I mean, yeah. it's not as open world and wacky as any of the other two. Which, me personally, I'd recommend Shield over Sword, but that's just because I'm a Shield defensive kind of person. Like, I like the concept of a Shield more than Sword. And I don't have a preference. I've played them both. But definitely good games, though. Yeah. And definitely recommend to play them, especially if you never... If you want to get something new, it's definitely something that's easy to get into and something that you can use to pass the time. And if you want to play something a little bit more classic, they have a brilliant diamond available as well. It's like a reboot or a remake of one of the older handheld games on the Switch now. So if you want to try one of the older ones, and it's a little bit more linear, even more so than Shield and Sword. Yeah, just especially if you've got a Switch, uh, it's all Nintendo products. So just kind of look into their online services, and that should get you started as to 
playing into some of the older games. And I'll say uh, with uh, today, uh, I'll let Ramey lead here with our uh, affiliate link. Yes, we have an Amazon affiliate account now. So if you want to buy something that we're talking about, I'll put the link to the newer Switch games that I can find from Amazon into the description. It will cost you no extra to buy it, but we will get a little kickback from Amazon for helping you find the product. So it would help the show a bit. Yeah, definitely, guys. Uh, check out Amazon. They're a good uh, shopping network, uh, and we'll do our best to try to help recommend some good deals to y'all. Yes. We have a network that we work with, uh, the Gruesome Gaming Group. Mm-hmm. It is a podcasting network. If you want to see that website, I'll leave the link in the description of this episode as well. Click on that link. You can go and see the other shows we have, like Brother Knows Quest. It's where I tell my sister, Beth, about tabletop role-playing games things that Dakota introduced me to mostly. Mm, definitely recommend that one. And uh, Horrific History and Hauntings, which is my sister telling me about well, just what the title says, things that were horrific or haunting or both in history. Yeah, if you like spooky stuff or kind of a little bit more on the gory side, dark humor, uh, definitely check that one out. That Gruesome Gaming Group link will take you to see all those episodes. And if you click on go to website on any one of those episodes, it'll take you to the individual podcasts website where you can find the links to whatever podcast service you use. And there'll also be tip options on each of those websites. If you want to tip us, you don't have to. Like anything to help keep the show up is nice. We appreciate it. Anything is appreciated. Gruesome Gaming Group also has a Twitter account. It's where I post little clips from our episodes or stuff like that earlier on if I can get them. And uh, it's Gruesome Gaming G. It's the Twitter handle. You can find us there and stay in touch if you want to shoot us a tweet or something like that. Yeah, we'd definitely like to hear back from our audience. If you guys have like any tips or concerns or maybe, you know, just want to maybe put a shout out for some content for in the future. If there's anything you'd like us to maybe cover specifically, just feel free to leave us a comment or, you know, send us a link or something. We'll look over it. Thank you for listening. I've been Ramey. This has been Dakota. And you've been listening to Leveling Duo. Logging out.